Hello, you beautiful human, and welcome back. Today, we're starting a new series. I'm super excited. It's going to be a three-part series, so this is going to be all about spiritual disciplines, and I'm like super excited to share about this because God's just continuing to reveal things to me, and this is something that just he laid on my heart while I was in Seattle over the weekend, Um, and so... Yeah, I'm super excited to share. But so today is going to be it's part one. And the way the series is going to be broken down is it's going to be daily spiritual disciplines, weekly spiritual disciplines, weekly slash monthly, and then quarterly spiritual disciplines. So I'm really excited to dive in. Um, My goal for today's episode is to enlighten you and encourage you to start these daily practices so that you can experience God's presence and transformation. Grab your notebook and let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back. So today, again, we are going to be going over three daily practices um, that you can start now (laughs) to really empower you in your faith and your sobriety journey. So why is it important for us to have these spiritual disciplines or practices? First, if we don't have practices, we drift. And practices are like habits, you know, they shape who we become, like our habits turn into our behavior and our behavior is who we become um so it's kind of similar to that like your practice your spiritual practices shape who you become and we also experience god in these moments when we have these practices that's our way to connect with god and in his presence is when we are transformed like we are transformed by his presence so that's the like the first few reasons why it's so important. But I also wanted to just share some things that I've read recently that just kind of led me into this teaching. Um, this is actually something I've been wanting to talk about for a while, just these spiritual disciplines. But I think that God really uh, led me in this to to share it now. So first I want to share something I read in this this kind of little meditation book. Um, it's not really a meditation book. It's just like a, it's sort of like a devotional, um, but it's for codependency, um, which I've kind of realized is what 
it has like actually triggered my addictions um, is codependency. And yeah, that's like a whole nother topic, but um, that's something that I've been really learning about. And so this book is like kind of like a little daily devotional about that. Um, but this devotional that I'm going to read, the parts that I'm going to read, I think they really can apply to us when it comes to addiction. So I'm going to read it to you. And here goes. It's called acceptance. A magical potion is available to us today. That potion is acceptance. We are asked to accept many things, ourselves as we are, our feelings, needs, desires, choices, and current status of being, other people as they are, the status of our relationships with them, problems, blessings, financial status, where we live, our work, our tasks, our level of performance at these tasks. Resistance will not move us forward, nor will it eliminate the undesirable. But even our resistance may need to be accepted. Even resistance yields to and is changed by acceptance. Acceptance is the magic that makes change possible. It is not forever. It is for the present moment. Acceptance is the magic that makes our present circumstances good. It brings peace and contentment and opens the door for growth, change, and moving forward. It shines the light of positive energy on all that we have and are. Within the framework of acceptance, we figure out what we need to do to take care of ourselves. Acceptance empowers the positive and tells God we have surrendered to the plan. We have mastered today's lesson and we are ready to move on. So this really resonated with me when I read it because I realized that I needed to accept that I was powerless when it came to my addictions. Um, And I think that's a really great place to be because like it said, um, it says that acceptance is the magic that brings peace and contentment and opens the door for growth, change, and moving forward. So it's kind of like once we accept that we can't fix ourselves or we can't fix our circumstances or we can't fix other people, once we accept that, that we accept our reality, it opens the door for change and for growth because we stop trying to do like we stop trying to like resist the fact that we are powerless, right? Like that's that's kind of how I think of it is just it's almost like I was resisting the fact that like I actually can't control this you know and once I yeah like accepted that that just that actually was the place where like it's it's that place where God can work you know like we accept it and we're able to surrender to God because we're just, we're stop we, <laughs> we're where God wants us to be. Like God doesn't want us to fix ourselves. He wants us to turn to him and for him to help us because if we were able to do this all ourselves, like then we're just going to be boasting about ourselves. But when we realize like, no, I've tried this and I've tried this and I've tried this, I'm going to surrender to you, God. And 
then God gets the glory because we've tried and we've tried and we've tried, right? And when we surrender, he's able to really work with us. So that's the first thing I wanted to read. And then um, the second thing I wanted to read was kind of like a little encouragement. Um, and it is from Jesus Calling. It's actually from November 1st. So this was really sweet to me because after feeling kind of discouraged that I felt like like almost like a failure for not being able to you know change myself I read this and it was really sweet so it says do not be discouraged by the difficulty of keeping your focus on me I know that your heart's desire is to be aware of my presence continually this is a lofty goal you aim toward it but never fully achieve it in this life don't let feelings of failure weigh you down. Instead, try to see yourself as I see you. First of all, I am delighted by your deep desire to walk closely with me through your life. I am pleased each time you initiate communication with me. In addition, I notice the progress you have made since you first resolved to live in my presence. When you realize that your mind has wandered away from me, do not be alarmed or surprised. You live in a world that has been rigged to distract you. Each time you plow your way through the massive distractions to communicate with me, you achieve a victory. Rejoice in these tiny triumphs, and they will increasingly light up your days. Yeah, so that one's really good. I really enjoy reading Jesus Calling. It A lot of times it really speaks to me, but um, that was just really encouraging because it's like God notices that we're trying, you know, and he's delighted in that. And I think sometimes the enemy can like beat us up so much. Like he's like tempting us to into sin. And then when we do, he's like accusing us and he's just like, you know, condemning us. And, you know, it's, it's just terrible. But anyways, um, yeah, so I think... What I've shared in a previous episode is about how, like, when I'm not spending my daily quiet times with God, like, that's when I've, like, relapsed. Um, and, you know, other lessons I've learned is that, like, when I try to do things on my own power, again, I relapse. Um, and so, yeah, these daily practices, they're like life or death, you know, because if we don't have these practices to ground us and to anchor us in our faith, it's just so easy to drift, you know, and obviously, sin can have consequences, especially when it comes to like alcohol um, and binge drinking, you know, like, that can be a really dangerous situation, even if you're at home, you know, like, you can easily fall and quite literally kill yourself. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I am a little dramatic. And it's true because I feel like I've really put myself in those situations before where I really feel like something really, really terrible could happen to me. So that's why I say that, um, not to just be dramatic, but for me, I feel like that's real. Um, so anyways, um, I hope that I've intrigued you into learning about these spiritual disciplines but let's go ahead and get started. So the first daily practice that I want 
for you and for me to make a daily practice is to read the Bible, which makes sense, right? That's pretty practical. Um, but again, because we are transformed by God's word when we read it, like he, he can really speak to our hearts and our souls. And it's just, it sharpens us um, and it shapes us as people. Um, but I wanted to give you some practical steps to make this a daily practice. And so first off, if you don't have like a morning routine um, or know how to read the Bible, um, I want you to go back and listen to episodes seven and eight there. One of them is walking you through my morning routine and how I kind of get my mind right for the day, which is basically getting in God's presence. And then episode eight is about how I study the Bible and apply it to my own life um, and that method that I use. So definitely go back and listen to those if you haven't already. And then another step that is practical is to pick a time and a place. Um, so for me, I set my alarm at 6 a.m. and usually I'm sitting down by at the latest 630, you know, like I kind of get ready and then I sit down to read the Bible at 630. And I have a place where I read it. Um, it's always in the front room of my house. And it's just kind of like our, our room where we read. And that's just our spot. But you might have a different place that you do it. And you, it might even be in your bedroom. But I do suggest that you get out of bed because it's really easy to fall back asleep. Yeah, so those are the those practical steps for you to do. And then the second daily practice is prayer. And I wanted to share just kind of like how you can make this a daily practice. Um, so I guess I have about four points if you're taking notes. Um, the first is you could do this first thing in the morning, either when you're doing your quiet time, which again, I discussed in episode seven, how to do that, your morning routine, you could do it like that. Or often I'll do it while I'm like still laying in bed. Um, I'll just, you know, kind of say in my mind, like, good morning, Lord, thank you for waking me up today. And, you know, if I have any other gratitude to give, I'll say that in the morning. And then another thing that you can do is you can journal your prayers. And I actually kind of think this is a really cool thing to do. Like if you have, um, besides journaling your prayers, like if you have something where you can keep kind of like a prayer log, like if you're praying for something specific, like, I don't know, um, a new job, a new house, um, something yeah anything that's like you know something like that right something specific um if you write it down it's really cool to be able to have that prayer written and then be able to write what god's response to your prayer was um so you could kind of make this into like if you have like a a sheet or something you could make like two columns and one side would be like the prayer column and then the second column on the right would be how God answered that prayer. And I've done this in the past and, you know, it's, it's really cool to be able to look back and just see God's faithfulness. Um, so that's another thing you could do. 
And if you're not sure how to pray, I did want to share this acronym with you. It's called ACTS, uh, A-C-T-S. Sorry, my nose is kind of stuffy, so if I'm pronouncing things weird, that's why. Um, But yeah, so the acronym ACTS, (laughs) ACTS, I'm trying to say it with my nose all stuffed up, A-C-T-S stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. So adoration is like giving God praise and honor for who he is as Lord overall. Um, So that's like adoration. And then confession is to you know, like confessing your sin, honestly dealing with your sin, um, and just, yeah, being honest with God about your sin. So confession. And then Thanksgiving is tea. Um, and this is where, you know, you express to God what you're grateful for in your life and in the world around you. Um, sometimes I'm just grateful for my dog, my house, my coffee, Um, simple things like that you know you could always make a list of things you're grateful for and that's you know really great practice too um, as a way to thank God and then S stands for supplication and that's where you pray for the needs of others and yourself Um, so yeah those are the four letters for acts Um, and that's just the way that you could structure your prayer if you're not sure how to do it Another thing you can do is set alarms, set alarms to remind you to pray. So you could set an alarm in the morning, in the middle of the day, in the evening, um, or, you know, whatever times. But that's, that's another really great way to just kind of be more prayerful. A lot of times I feel like we're distracted, you know, too distracted to pray. And so if you have something that you know distracts you from prayer you could try fasting that Um, and so for me a lot of times I'll fast from social media and so what I'll do is I'll delete you know like say Instagram and every time that like my little thumb goes over to Instagram to click on I'll pray you know instead of getting on Instagram because the app is deleted but it's a, a good reminder to make yourself remember to pray So our final daily practice is to meditate on scripture. And I wanted to start this section out with a verse from Psalm 1, verse 1 and 2. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. And I want to keep reading, but I'm not going to. You can visit Psalms 1 and read this whole passage for yourself. It's pretty short, but it's it's really beautiful. It ha- It's a really beautiful promise for us, so definitely recommend you go over there. Okay, so if you're taking notes, I have five ways for you to meditate on scripture. So the first way you can do this is by finding a verse that you'd like to memorize. So for example, if you are struggling with something specific, um, you can always 
Google versus on whatever it is you're struggling with. And that's always a really, you know, helpful way to work through that struggle is to meditate on a scripture that's dealing with that. Um, So for example, if you are dealing with anxiety, I'm going to say anxiety because I feel like that's very common. Um, You could memorize Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And I'm just going to read that one. Um, It's, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, Honestly, a lot of these practices I learned from a course I took a long time ago, and then I also led people through this course. Um, But one of the big parts of the course was scripture memory. Um, So an easy way to memorize scripture is to like write it on an index card and basically like just keep that index card with you all the time and just kind of like repeat it to yourself until you memorize it. So like maybe you just start out like, do not be anxious, do not be anxious, do not be anxious about anything, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. And then you just continue to like repeat it and repeat it and like add to it. And eventually it's going to be so ingrained in your mind. Like you're just going to be able to say the whole verse without even looking at your index card. And whenever you're experiencing anxiety, you'll be able to remember that verse and you'll be able to apply it and you'll be able to, you know, take whatever you're struggling with and thank God for, you know, the things that you can thank him for and then also present your requests to him. And then you you can expect to receive his peace because he, you know, it's it's pretty much a promise, you know that he's going to, the peace of God, like after you do these things, after you pray about it, after you um, thank God and present your request to him, his peace is going to guard your heart and your mind. So that's one way that you can meditate on scripture is to memorize scripture and then, you know, read through it several times a day. Um, another way is to revisit a verse you highlighted during your quiet time. So this is something I did for a little while. What I would do is I would do my morning routine and I would, you know, like write out a verse that stuck out to me. And then at the end of the night, I would go back to my journal and I would read what I wrote and just kind of meditate on that scripture and, think about like how it applied to my day. And, you know, a lot of times it's really cool because you'll see like, wow, it didn't really make sense why this scripture stood out to me this morning. But now after getting through my entire day, I understand why God gave me that verse to think about, you know, to help me through the day. Um, and then another way that you can meditate on scripture is to do it like with breath work. Um, so for example, say, say you have, I have a verse in mind, so I'm thinking about Psalms 51:10. Um, if I were to do this verse, I would 
breathe in and kind of like in my mind say the verse and then as I breathe out I would say the rest of the verse so I'd say half the verse on the breath in and then half of the verse on the breath out so for example as I'm breathing in I would say create in me a pure heart O God and then as I breathe out I would say and renew a steadfast spirit within me breathe in create in me a pure heart O God Breathe out and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Um, so that's another way. Um, another way that you can, you know, really, really deepen that practice is to put your hands over your heart and, you know, still do that breathing in, breathing out. Sometimes I'll do this, um, especially when I really want to get in touch with like the presence of God. I'll breathe in and I'll say to myself, like, he is in me. And then as I breathe out, I'll say, I am in him. And I'll just, you know, really feel into that and like just kind of connect myself with his Holy Spirit within me. And and again, just repeat that. He is in me. I am in him. He is in me. I am in him. And yeah, if you guys try that, please let me know. I would love to see if that really helps you tune into his spirit the way it helps me. Um, yeah. And so another fourth way that you can meditate on scripture is to do like a Christian medicate, excuse me, Christian meditation. Um, you can find these on YouTube. Um, and then they also have an abide app and that's another way that you could do it. Um, I actually used to use this abide app to help me sleep because I was having trouble sleeping. And so I would listen to like Bible stories and kind of like sleep meditations, but they were all Christians. So they were like, you're meditating on God's word as you're falling asleep. And for me, that was really helpful. And then last but not least, you can listen to worship music and you can do that any time of the day. You know, that's a really great way to meditate on scripture I mean, of course, as long as the worship music includes some scripture, but I definitely think it's a way to, you know, meditate on the things of God by listening to worship music rather than like secular music, Um, because I really think that some of that stuff can really get into your psyche. Um, So the worship music is more life-giving in my opinion. All right, guys. So that is my three practices that I want you to try immediately. Um, I'm feeling actually inspired just from recording this to get back into all these practices. Um, you know, we're all human. We're not going to get it right perfectly. We're all in, you know, that's where God's grace comes in. Um, not so we can stay stuck, but so we can come back to him and, get back into the Bible, get back into prayer, get back into meditating on scripture. I'm going to recap all three of these practices with a verse to encourage you to do these practices. So again, the first practice is to read the Bible. And in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, it says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work.
And then for prayer, I have John 16, 24. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. And then again, for meditating on scripture, our third practice, Psalms 1, 1 through 2. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. So that is our three daily disciplines. As you can tell, probably tell, I'm a little under the weather. Um, I I am just not feeling this, but <laughs> this weather, whatever's going on, these colds and viruses, it's just, uh, I hate it. But I really wanted to get this out, and despite not feeling my best, I hope that this inspired you to start doing these daily practices because they really they're going to make such a big difference in your life and in your walk and in your sobriety journey. I know that they will. And we just, I just know that God's presence changes everything. So I really hope that despite me not feeling well and, you know, being afraid that my voice doesn't sound great, I hope that you still receive this message and will, you know, take it to heart and you know, start at least one of these practices. Maybe tomorrow you just start by listening to, you know, some worship music on the way to work. Or if you, you know, if you have some extra time doing a Christian meditation in the morning, like listening to one of those and, you know, just, you don't have to do it all at once, but just start, you know, just start with something. So Anyways, if you made it this far, bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.